um, we should definitely pull up that article because I think that's important, uh, definitely just to kind of have in front of us because we definitely going to hit them hard. Yeah, I mean, I just find it it's mind-blowing that a person would think that you can commit a crime and that it's not a possibility that you could suffer the repercussions right then and there. A lot of people hunger, I think, makes uh, makes their decision-making foggy. You're absolutely right about that because it does. Because at the end of the day, if you got a person that is so wrapped up in getting what he needs right at that second and that person is not willing to think first, you're going to get those situations all the time. And it's a shame. Sure. Yeah, I'm looking at my phone right now, looking up the case and the grand jury is looking like they want to slam the dude who did the killing. So yes. you so you no. saying that they want to possibly uh, uh, indict the man. Prosecute him. Prosecute the man that that shot the robber. No. I don't know. Before we even get into any of that, sure. this is the Each One Teach One podcast. I'm your man, D. Rice. Go, 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 go. And it's Boss Amigo the Boss. Hey, and we want to introduce you to a conversation that I don't think enough people are talking about and maybe just give a little different perspective on it. And that's the shooting that happened in the Taqueria down in Texas where the innocent bystander, the law-abiding citizen, he took out a bad guy. And although I seen the guy's mom crying and I, my heart goes out to any parent that loses a child, I just can't feel bad for a person that went and apparently threatened a bunch of people's life for their money. Mm. Now, I know the gun was phony, but at the end of the day, how the hell would they know that? Well, I would say this. Um, it's three things that every individual should know when they go out here and go do something wild or if they're protecting somebody. Opportunity, jeopardy, and last one, because I wrote it, ability. And those three things matter. I don't think the guy that was considered a hero was wrong for defending him, himself, defending the people that was in there, defending the kids, the workers, everybody that was in there that was in danger. I don't feel like he was wrong. And I think um, I would do it if I was him. I think, um, granted, uh, in that situation, I don't think... I don't think nobody wants to have a situation where you have to uh, end someone's life or have to uh, have to defend yourself and use deadly force. It's a, it's definitely a scary situation, but I also think that don't nobody want to be a victim of a crime either. Exactly. So you telling me that I gotta basically kind of kind of kind of go down and and, and kind of fall victim? I ain't with that. I I think that I think personally, I believe that you would have to be out of your mind to think that you are going to constantly be able to commit crimes and that karma is not going to come back on you one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Gen- go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I'm just going to say you genuinely had to be out your mind. No, I was going to say, uh, I wanted to um, say, I wanted to send my condolences to the person who was killed, family. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure he had people who loved him. And even though the crime he committed isn't you know what I'm saying, forgivable or anything like that because he went in with the intent to take from an establishment. But I still feel like um, 
with them finding out it was a play gun, I feel like he really went in there with the intentions to make quick cash because, you know, the background story they get that he just got out of prison and things like that. And some people don't have other alternates into trying to make money or trying to make a way. So I'm coming at it from an angle of the other side. No, I, I get it. I want to protest. You know what right. I'm I mean, I, I get I, it. I want to protest real quick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That just to say, uh, really the person who did, the, I'm not saying the person who did what he did was wrong at all. Right. Because he was protecting his way of getting home too. Right. You know what I'm saying? But by him having to play gun, I seen the frustration in the active shooter. Yeah. He found out it was a play gun because it's kind of like the plan. You know what I'm saying? Like you in here trying to pull a crime, but you I know put what my saying? life in jeopardy for you, that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You you shouldn't have, and he probably felt like, well, what's going on? The dude hasn't been arrested or anything like that, but, you know, the courts are trying to decide what they're going to do, but right. most likely, you know what I'm saying? It's he's no defending himself. Now, I would say this. The only reason why I would say I definitely agree, and we agree to disagree on some things, I would agree to send condolences to anybody who lose their life in a situation that's tragic. Um, but one thing I, 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 I definitely condemn is taking something for somebody. If you taking something from somebody, regardless on what your situations and circumstances are, you are putting somebody else in a predicament to be like how you are or to be in the current state that you are. And I've, I've always been taught misery loves company. So if you're that miserable, you should seek therapy. You should seek uh, guidance. You should seek uh, the ability to try to uh, craft something out of what what God gave you. Um, I think when, when individuals uh, take, not only do you have to repay what you take back seven times, I think you uh, put a dark cloud over your head. I think you make it where um, the individuals around you that love you can't really trust you. You make it where um, the, 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 the people that's, that that you take from forever is scarred from getting something taken from them. Um, you just kind of cause more pain than you do gain. Right, and I think more than anything, I think that we really have to look at the fact that a lot of people will turn this into a race issue, and I don't think race has anything to do with it. I I sure. think that we should look even deeper into it. The guy just got out. I mean, he had got out of prison. And then he committed another crime against, uh, it was a domestic crime. And this is all documented, all documented. And then his mom on the interview said that basically, you know, he told her he wanted to do better. As a concealed carrier, I'm going to be honest with you. He got a breakup, but that don't mean he should have lost his life. But and you said say, that he, he should do better. I want to say but, something real quick. As a concealed carrier, as a concealed carrier, that man did nothing wrong. As a concealed carrier, legally... Um, and the states that 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 individuals are in, you definitely got to read to specify. Um, you can definitely defend yourself. You could definitely defend others if somebody is is in the midst Commit of a felony. felony. Like if you're in the midst of a felony, hey, I can I can definitely defend myself. And if you have something with is which is perceived as a gun or that looks like a gun, whether it's a toy gun or not, I feel like I can use that deadly force to make sure that me and the other ones that that's here gonna get home safe 100%. So regardless on what your record is, I feel like the decision 
is what, what, what we're referring to. The decision in that split second to go into that store was the reason why somebody lost their life. Not what their record was, not what they did beforehand. That one decision that, that was on his shoulder and the other one that was telling him not to do it, he, he let the, 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 the primal instincts of, man, hey, I don't have a way, which you always have a way, get over get overread by that I don't have a way. Because you always have a way, for sure. Well, lawfully... The man who took Madison to his own hands was in the right. For sure. Because in Texas, you can third party. You know, so yeah. by him coming in with the gun and anything like that, I'm pretty sure they'll probably come to terms when they come to court. You know what I'm saying? And then he's a lawful carrier, so they're going to look at it like, well, he came in there with a gun. How would you know it's fake? Right. And as a carrier, you're not taking that chance. How when could? You, I mean, especially, how could you? Especially when you're with your family. For like, sure. you're not taking that chance at all if For you're sure. a carrier. And even if you're not with your family, the, the I think the biggest point is that if somebody in a restaurant with a gun taking money from other people, I mean, let's keep it real. A toy gun didn't stop the police from killing Tamir Rice, and a toy gun didn't stop this law-abiding citizen from doing what he had to do to protect these people. Let's be honest. It was a toy gun in both situations, and yes, they both... Went totally different ways, but they both ended up with the same result. You don't know a gun is a toy. So you can't say one group is okay for doing it, and then a law-abiding citizen does it, and it's not okay for that person. That's what I feel. He was protecting everybody in that restaurant. Whether he was black, whether he was white, whether he was blue, I think... um the laws definitely work in all different ways. And I think instead of us looking for loopholes in the laws, I think we should be able to kind of make it where uh, we manifest um, the way we can kind of move where we know how to move. We should create opportunities for people uh, that don't feel like they got the opportunities. Uh, we should create the narrative so the individuals can kind of uh, make it where we can kind of we can kind of be connected with our community. For sure. Exactly. I mean, and we need to be. And I think... I think a case like this goes to the information that you were looking at, Gold, when you were talking about the three different things that people have to know. Because these are things that if you are a law-abiding citizen that is licensed to carry, you have to know these things because you can't just brandish your firearm if you think it's a situation. You have to know some definite things. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in a lot of legal red tape. And um, sure. to double back on Tamir Rice, um, Tamir Rice, he was 12. So, RIP to Tamir Rice. Yeah, no no shit. That was a um, case within itself. This dude, on the other hand, the one who was um, killed during the robbery, was 30 years old. Right. And he went in there with the intent to take from people. Right. So, I feel like self-accountability is a big thing that people should realize uh people they probably play both sides it was a fake gun you know what i'm saying people it's different arguments because i'm looking at it and people are going back and forth about it but people who are carriers like so you would understand like so, i would say it's three from, i would say it's three rules and but it's a fourth rule that we're gonna add to it it's the ability the opportunity and then it's jeopardy but then it's also the preclusion. And I think the, that that part, to me, kind of stood out more than anything when I heard it and when I kind of took it in. And I think that's the part that kind of kind of sit with you in a way. So, for example, like how you would say, man, I wouldn't have probably reacted like that or I wouldn't have did like that. That's how you would feel. But Pops on the other end, if he was in that situation where, let's say if it was just him or let's say it was him and OG and they were sitting, sitting down having a coffee, 
he may genuinely feel like, hey, no matter if that's a toy or not, I know what it looks like. I've seen him walk past. He's emptying everybody else's pockets. Right. The minute I get the opportunity to present it, I'm going to stop this. It goes back to the three, the three teachings of ability, opportunity, and jeopardy. So my life is in jeopardy. So it's saying that when it goes back to those three that, things that but it's ways you can handle that. Uh, I feel like if you You can't lawful, talk it out with somebody you, with a gun. I know I'm not I'm not saying oh, yeah, talk sure. it out, but if you a lawful carrier and you do shoot your gun, you are responsible for every bullet. For sure. So you got to be a defensive if, thinker. So if you do fire, I feel like once he I feel like if it's a situation, I feel like once you hit him or shoot him and he's on the ground. I don't feel like he can walk up and keep shooting him. If he so, is now, wait, moving. So now wait. Now I want to be able to clarify this. If if somebody is a threat, if they oppose a threat, and for our law enforcement that watch this, I would want them to be the ones that kind of chime in yeah, with it definitely. as well. Um, if somebody opposed a threat, let's say if it was somebody breaking into your home, and I I just just I shot one time and I hit you and you fail. If you were to still move in my house, now we're just using it as my house, and we're going to skip to the, the, the restaurant. If you were moving in my house, and I'm telling you not to move, and you were trying to go in your jacket and reach for where I hit you at, and you were moving around as if you were just moving around, and I really didn't know if you were going to reach for something else, I'm yep. going to hit you again to tell you to Lawfully. stop. Lawfully. Because the threat's what not you neutralized. Should do is because you came into my castle what you should do is is stretch your hands out as far as they go and comply. So you get your breath through your lungs and listen to what my commands are. And then once you follow the commands and I know that you don't have a gun, then I'll be able to render aid to you. But until I know that you're not an active shooter, I got to treat you of such. Now, in the store, if we were in the store and I'm telling this individual, hey, sir, Drop that firearm. I know when I hit you, you clinch. So you grabbing that firearm like life depends on it. But I'm telling you to drop that firearm and you didn't drop that firearm. I can legally still hit at you because you're still a threat in my eyes. He didn't throw that firearm. If he wasn't a threat, throw the firearm and say, my white flag is waved. I, hey, please call the ambulance. Wave my arms in the air. Kick my feet in the air and say, I am not a threat anymore. You have to be a you. You have to look at a perceived threat because that probably has been officers that lost their life after discharging their For firearm, sure. hitting they a have, perp, and then they got hearts. And, and then this guy is still on the move, even though heart. he's laying there. You got a heart. I think it's just a natural instinct when somebody is begging and pleading. If you if you're not heartless, to just kind of just say, "Hey, like, okay, stop. Let me stop now." If you're not moving in in I see that I'm stopping now. If you're continuously exactly. moving, and I don't know if you're a potential threat, I don't. I can't. Not I don't know that. what I you're make doing. It home. I don't know what you're doing, and I know it might sound really crass to some people that aren't firearm owners and that may not understand. And again, I want to send condolences out to the young man's family sure. that passed away, but. The fact is, we live in a very dangerous society right now. For sure. And with all of these modifications to firearms that the criminals get to have, that they get to have, that they're pretty much going to be taken away from law-abiding citizens soon, with all of that, how can we wait when a person can discharge their entire magazine in less than three seconds, possibly? How can you wait? 
I, I'm not waiting. I think um, coming into the store with ill intentions is already enough motive for me to react. I think uh, making people feel unsafe with what is perceived as a firearm is enough motive for me to react. I think um, brandishing a firearm or what looks like a firearm in broad daylight or at nighttime or in a public location that's not that's not. You don't need it. I mean, it's it's not the place for it. It's motive for me to react. We're not at a gun range. We're not at a gun show. We're not at a a gun scene where I'm looking at this firearm. It's none of these situations that that involves us to legally brandish our firearms. So I don't understand why somebody would. The only time we see a gun brandished is when it's an emergency and it's an officer. Even if a police officer had his gun drawn and was brandishing it, everyone would look around for the perceived danger. Because no normal person, we walk around Walmart or wherever with our firearm on. Hey, love my state, love my state. We get a chance to carry. For sure. We get a chance, law-abiding citizens get a chance to protect ourselves here, unlike other places. For sure. But we walk around the store, and I've never seen anyone draw a firearm. Hmm. So to walk into a restaurant with your weapon drawn, or to be outside in your front yard with your weapon drawn is not it's not proper gun etiquette hmm. it's just not proper etiquette and you put everybody you put everybody at risk everybody feels like they're in danger when that happens so what would you expect this man to do say hold on man let me check and see whether or not that gun is real so, you're not about to say that so basically it's more of a shoot First and ask questions last. I would say no. Would it's say, identify real. It's identify the threat and handle it. I would say it's four things. The individual used only the level of force needed to defend themselves. The individual needed to use force to stop someone else illegal's violence, uh, or the person didn't go, uh, didn't uh, go or prompt the other party to use force, or the individual wasn't in the process of performing the criminal activities or uh, committing or committing a crime like they was committing a crime if they was moving on on a crime bro you can react Uh, literally it's a person in the restaurant with a gun it's a if it's a robbery going on then of course you can use force i mean but that's what was going on right i never disagreed i was just saying that you know if the person is hit do you keep hitting them? Why they like if they move they, if because they move. that's what the police or do. They can be moving because the bullets are high. So do you know? No, you right? Know what, do you know what though? I don't mean keep. It was don't a mean guy. It was a guy in Chicago that uh that was wielding a knife that was in the streets. That right, uh, that I guy, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got he got shot multiple times, but each individual who shot him shot him three times. They each shot him three times. Now, when I was getting trained uh um over um one of the uh, you know, I was at, at, at the at the range. And when I was getting trained, it was one of those things where, when you see those individuals getting trained, you see that they're designed to neutralize a threat. They're designed to to make it where, hey, we're making it home tonight. I want to make it home tonight. No, I'm not trying to hurt you, but I want to make it home tonight. So, and, and that's all. That's so all. in my head, when, when I was listening to the guys at Second Amendment talk and I was listening to them give game out, it's not that they want to hurt an individual. It's just a simple fact that at this time right now, I want to make it home. They're humans too. And for sure, for any sure. law-abiding citizen, if you take up arms, if you're a person that went through the steps that you need to go through, whatever it is in your state or your community, to be able to have a firearm, you aren't out there to be a hero 
but you are a legal firearm carrier who, if put in a situation, have the right legally, if you act righteously, to protect not only you, but the other people that are in the situation. I don't agree with everyone that says that, hey, this man is wrong. This man, call it what you want to. A perceived threat is his perception. Force must be greater than the amount of the force that's perpetrated. Some people may feel that he should have called the law. Um, How? Some people. Right. No, I I, I, I get you. What I'm saying is a lot of people feel like he didn't have the right to be the judge, the jury, and the executioner. Right. what I'm saying. Yep. So it's always two sides. It's always two sides of the fence. Definitely. So somebody that can lawfully carry, he was right for doing it. Somebody, no. Not everybody. Is he's not. With people with guns. But he's. You know I'm saying that's, that's really true. that's really a debate that's going no, on right now. I, I that's think, a, I think, a big I think, debate. I think the biggest Huge thing in our about, country. I think the biggest thing about it is it goes back to what Pop said. Fifty percent of the world. Are 50% of the people in our country saying that they don't want them, 50% of them saying that they do. One thing that's for sure and one thing that's for certain is that if you're getting put in a situation where you're the victim, you're going to want something on you. If you get put in a I position where, uh, uh, where a family member or a loved one is in that position, you're going to want to be able to defend uh, yourself at that moment. Yes, uh, the proper channels is to call the police and then file that, that police report. But if you can prevent being harmed, if you can prevent losing uh, your, uh, your uh, I feel like your sanity in the way your sense of safety yeah yes yeah because your, from what it looked feeling. like in the video it looked like the dude left after that now he didn't leave he stayed on the scene no actually oh the guy did leave the one the one he left okay the he dude, got in his car he dude, got in his car and he left the dude who shot the guy down the robber he left the robber the robber was now, left in say, the restaurant I and the guy like, left i out. feel like he should have stayed now, i would say i would have too i think, I think that's what's raising What's but going on now? How you I would have stayed on the scene. But one thing for sure and two things for certain, in those situations, you really don't know how you would react in That's those true. situations. Your heart beat fast. You think differently. So before I would say uh, somebody moved wrong or they did something wrong, there's been plenty of people that had situations happen on one scene and then they, they went somewhere else and then they came back to a scene or they did. It's, well, that happens. Which is true. But I, I and I, the parts of that that I don't really know what he did once he left out of the building. But I know on the video I seen him go get in his truck. Maybe he did leave. What I would advise, and this is just me, no professional training on this, I would advise... That you call the police after you do what you need to do. Make sure the threat ain't moving no more. Make sure he ain't reaching for nothing. Do what you got to do to make sure you get that position of power in that situation. Call the police and sit down and unholster and holster your gun. Unload it. Chill and wait for the guys. Now, I would add on to it by saying that until the police come. Until the police come. Yeah, for sure. That definitely did. I was going to say until the police come. I would say um, you should definitely stay there. You should definitely uh, stay on the scene. I would say uh, you should be the person that calls TP. I would say you should be the person that uh, have somebody call the police and then you should tell them to describe you fully from what you're wearing, what you have on. They should describe the firearm that you have. You should let them know that the firearm is placed over here, X, Y, Z over here. You should let them know the whole scene of the scene before they get there. So when they do get there, they're identifying you as the good guy. They're identifying you as the victim. Yes, it's a guy that's laying there, but the whole goal is to make it where 
they understand that you're the victim of that situation. They have to know that it's before you get there. It's an active crime scene. The guy that's on the floor is not the victim. And granted, yes, he has people that love him. Yes, he has people that 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 is devastated. And he needs medical him, attention, but he needs medical attention now. Uh, he was he was definitely the uh, the the aggressor in this situation. Like I said, describe what you're wearing in full. Describe your firearm in full, and and wait till the boys in blue come. Yeah, I mean, you got to say that. Him leaving, I think, is what raised the debate. I believe I so think it's too. Scary because you know what I'm saying because if you was to watch the video, it's kind of like he did that. He threw the gun against the wall, broke the gun. Right. You know, I think you. I think he should have stayed. You told law enforcement. But I see, that's too. emotional intelligence. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, um, because he's he's a carrier. That's something he should have known right. to stay for the law. But I think it's a scary thing leaving. when you go when you go to disarm the person that you know that you neutralize. And you see a firearm that you know is a fake firearm. And now you're scared so, because so now you, you don't you, know you're, what's going to happen to you. You're a nervous individual at that time, which is why I would say, yes, the debate can raise. But I would say if we just look at it just from a logical standpoint of just being a human. If you know that you just neutralized this individual and you thought this individual had something that they really didn't have. And you're a, a, a Caucasian guy that this guy is a black guy. Let's speak frank now. Yeah, let's be this, real. This is a black guy. And you know what's on the media now. And that's really probably not in your heart. You probably really do have individuals that you that you consider friends and family. Just because he was black, you feel, look at you, 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 you know that there's a group of the world They're going to be that's going to point their finger at you and say that you're racist but just every, because of that. Every, to be honest, you leaving the stand not going to change that. So you leaving the scene. I, would have, I wouldn't have left the scene. You personally. leaving our stand would change that. No, I don't think it would have because... I think it would have. Even if it is justifiable. Now, let me tell you why it would change way, that. I think, I think it would have changed... Go ahead, pause. I, I, I think I, I would just want to give my short yep, perspective on why I think him leaving or staying would change the perspective and the perception of how the outside world sees this. Because if he had stayed, he would have looked like, as you said, Johnny law-abiding citizen who, hey, I, I tried to save these people. It's not my fault he had a toy gun. I feel like camera footage had his back anyway. Right. So but it's not you, like you just popped him and you just... No. You know, but leaving wrong. But leaving made it look as if he was heartless and didn't care. Even though it might have been scared, confused, you you got people that's gonna look at that as if, oh, I got one, I'm gone. And that yeah. then that's what give the people on the other side of the fence. This is why we shouldn't have guns. No, yeah, he say, didn't even stay and justify what he did. He just went home. Even if he didn't go home, he could have just went and sat in his car hmm. or whatever it may happen. But we we're in a social media age. It looked like he left. Right. So that raises ears and attention like oh well see what he just did this is why we don't need guns like what is this what is this is this he's so look they look how heartless look he how was heartless he just he walked out over him and left yeah like he just walked out like he was nothing and people will say that and again condolences yeah. to that man's family that lost his life but also i want to i want to send prayers out to the man that had to take action against the robber him too. because his family going through it Yep. So in the age of social media, no. I'm sure that they're hearing all types of negativity spewed at them and they weren't even there. And like bro just said, his heart may not even be like that at all. He might be a great guy. You know what I'm saying? That could be he look like a, um, a grandfather. You know, I want to say this. So I want to say saying. this. Like, that's what just all I'm saying is that's what gives people on the other side that you now, know the ammunition is saying, see, this is why we don't need them. Now, I would like to say this. Um the the man definitely I agree with with, with what you just said, Boss Amigo. 
but I want to go back to something that Pop said too. I want to give uh, prayers to the guy that had to defend himself. No as, sure. a, as a 46-year-old man, Come on. he's closer to age to my old man. So yeah. to know it is to know um, I'm going to view it differently. The guy was 30, so he's closer to my age. I'm going to view it differently. I'm going to look at it as in saying 30 years young, you got a lot of opportunity left. You got a lot of life to live your life. Like you I'm had sure. a lot of a lot of different things that I feel that a person could do to change the narrative and the the visualization of what you got going. So for a 46-year-old man to have to defend himself in that situation, I feel like his heart going to be different. He going to feel different and it may look like many different things, but at from what I've been observing from older men, I've been seeing that a lot of older men don't take well and don't take kind to somebody taking something from them that I work for. So to know that is to know if I ain't bothering you and you ain't bothering me and I put you out of bounds, but you stepping out of bounds, the only thing I seen him do wrong was the fact that, hey, I'm trying to get out of here. I may have hit him two more times to get out of here. I got out of here. But one thing for sure and two things for certain is legally, if this guy came in here and did that. I can leave this scene if I feel that there's other gunmen around. And him. I don't know. And I don't know because he came in here with something. And I don't know who brought him in here. True. I don't know who's True. outside. True. So in my, in my defense, I would say, hey, when I left this scene, I left this scene because I, I didn't know who was out there. I was scared. So... I will come back to the scene for sure when After the police is here. Sure it's clear. When you guys come here, I would make sure you guys are there, and I would definitely come back here. I would bring the firearm back. I would bring everything. That's a need. really good point, for though. Sure. That's a really but good point. I'm not going to stay somewhere that I feel like I was put in a bad situation or a scary situation, and I have to stay here. Now, if I feel like I neutralized all the threats, so be it. But you don't know because you're inside. But as a 46 year old man and a 30 a 30 year old young buck, I just don't see that. Hey man, he might not be alone. The, the only man. reason I disagree with that is because on tape, he took time to find out it was a fake gun. Mm-hmm. He took the clip out or whatever was going on. He threw it against the wall. Right. That's a two minute so video. It's a two minute video, but still, anybody that's fear for their life after that, they just would have left. They wouldn't now, even check to see if it was now fake. This, now this they wouldn't I'm even say. check to see if it was fake. Fight, flight, freeze, or fine. Now what I'm saying is he disarmed him. He took the gun. He was dead. He took right. the gun. He threw it against the wall, and he broke the gun. I, I don't want to speak to what that man was feeling at that moment. Sure. Because as a 50-year-old man, if I went to just go buy some tacos, and I find myself with some dude coming in the store, pointing his gun, waving it in everybody's face, and they throwing all their money down on the floor, I'm feeling like literally I'm in the middle of Rice's Rules video and I need to stand on everything I stand for at that moment in time. And in that moment of consequence, that man said, not today, bad guy. I'm not losing today. And I know that's somebody's son. But you know what? Everybody on Rice's Rules is somebody's son, too. That's making bad decisions, bad choices. And they're going out here tripping themselves up. And what are people doing? They're crying about their son's mistakes even though their sons are steadily making them instead of saying, you know what? You need to pull your head out your ass and stop doing dumb things before somebody puts you out of bounds. And those conversations, uh, any type of conversation, those conversations I had sometimes, maybe somebody told them, maybe somebody didn't. Me personally, I feel like the man 
who shot the dude was only defending because I think he was with somebody too. So I think he was defending his family as well. So he was out of bounds for going into that restaurant, whether it was a fake gun, a real gun, or maybe he had one or both. Right. When he went in there, I felt like, like I said, condolences to his family. He should have thought that out better than just thinking that you're going to go in here with a fake gun. So in case he wasn't even prepared if somebody had a real one. No. He wasn't prepared to do nothing. So what I'm saying is, not to make light of the situation, he went in there really head first. So people that don't agree with the guns, you have to understand, like, people who are lawfully able to carry, they're thinking in... That they were in the right for that, for protecting their Absolutely. way, protect, you know, and protecting their way back home. And the people who are against it, you can say what you want to say, but in this particular situation, the only thing he did wrong was he didn't stay. That's it, and and, and, that, I, and that's even if he didn't stay. And, and I feel like that's the only thing he didn't do wrong. We know that he got in this truck. That's that's that's, 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 that's the part of the so video the I seen. So, so if he stayed cool, I see the back and forth of people. We don't know what but happened. He did go in willingly for questioning, and, and right. that's a good so, thing. And I'm gonna give him a hand for that. On top of that, because if it was anything heinous or anything dark, he wouldn't even want to talk to the yeah, police. He did go in willingly. Yeah, don't. And I want to tell this to every law-abiding citizen out here: don't. Run away from your responsibility. If you have to take action to save your life or you see somebody in the commission of a felony and you have a way to stop it and you do and it ends up deadly force being used lawfully, don't run. Go in and talk to your local police officers. Don't duck and dodge. You have nothing to be afraid of because in this great country, justice is supposed to prevail and we all have the right to bear arms. For sure. Everybody is tapping in right now. The only thing I'm going to say is remember your ability, opportunity, and jeopardy for all of the concealed carriers out there. Make it where you uh, live as a defensive thinker. Put yourself out there where um, you're not just out there trying to be Superman. You're not trying to hurt nobody. You're not trying to go out there and just brandish firearms or you're not trying to be the cool dude because that's the new, new thing in style. Be that individual who's really using them as an equalizer. An equalizer is to be used in an unfair situation to make it a fair situation for you. And what does it say? Um, before we sign out, prayers to the families on both sides. And sure. people should just be more aware and safe. I feel like, to me, me personally, Rice's Rules, I feel like guns are necessary. It's to protect your family. And for the people who don't, for the people who don't, before you judge, just look deeper into the story. Look deeper into the story. And on that note, this has been another Each One Teach One A Wild podcast. I'm your man, D. Rice. Go, 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 go. Boss Amigo, the boss. We appreciate you listening. Let us know what you think. We're out.